Welcome to the Evolving Digital Self Podcast, where we explore the conscious use of technology. Listen in to hear thought leaders and other guests discuss the human relationship with technology and learning to thrive in the digital era. Hosted by the author of the international best-selling digital self-mastery series and being at work, Dr. Heidi Forbes Usta. Welcome back to the Evolving Digital Self. I'm excited to introduce you today a new friend. Her name is Tammy Wise. She is a mind-body strength expert and the author of The Art of Strength and creator of the Body Logos Method. But she's oh so much more than that, and I'm really excited to share her with you today. Welcome, Tammy. Hello, Dr. Heidi. So nice to be here. So, Tammy, you have not only do you have an incredible story, but you've just you have in the sort of the the way that we all hope to achieve, you have been able to turn adversity into strength and you're writing about it and you're sharing this with people. And I want to just circle back a little bit because some of these wonderful listeners, although we're very technology oriented, probably don't know your story. And before we get into how the technology fits in, can you share a little bit about your story? Sure. So I'm a Broadway dancer turned down minister. I started dancing at the age of 10, not because I was that interested in dance, but because I had been sexually abused regularly by my dad for three years. And when this happened in these moments, I would disassociate and I would find myself out of my physical body, but still in my energy body stretched between earth and sky in a way that made me feel plugged in to something so much bigger than me that I now call source. And I felt like I was stretched between earth and sky. So my relationship with gravity is one of a spiritual nature. I think it's something we all have in common, every life form has in common. And I don't know what's more spiritual than that, a shared experience of something bigger than us. And so from the age of 10, I kept trying to figure out how I could bring that altered reality that I felt in the disassociated state into my reality. So that I wasn't just this ping pong ball going from attention body to a strength body, back to attention body, back to a strength body with no personal agency. And so I got to it at the age of 10. It took many, many years because, um, you know, sometimes your, your dance training isn't the best training. I can remember as a, as a young girl, my teacher saying, squeeze your buttocks so hard you can't sit down after class. And I kept thinking that kind of tension just can't be how you dance. Like that just didn't make any sense to me at all. And so I would figure out ways to be in the picture she wanted to see using the surrendering of tension instead of the engagement of something else. How could I do this by surrendering? And so my entire formative years of my training I was developing body logos, not really knowing that that's what I was developing. And it wasn't until much later in life that I realized that this was something that other people would like to learn about and could be really helpful in the world. But it took me a while to figure that part of it out. Well, for sure. And I think that, you know, that that you've been able to convert it to a system where people can really learn it is such a valuable tool because... Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of us, you know, bringing in the technology piece, spend way too much time holding tension in our bodies in different ways that have an impact on us 
physiologically, but also psychologically. Mm -hmm. And if we don't really tend to those and find ways to release them, they can become very toxic and cause all kinds of other issues. Uh, You know, everything down to the basic of productivity and effectiveness, but really they can, you know, they can have a very negative impact on our lives. And so it's a, I think it's a really valuable tool. And I just think it's a beautiful way of approaching life. So it's a really nice way to use your energy in a positive way. What is the basic sort of system? Because you've talked about, not necessarily, you haven't shared yet, but I know that folks will be able to find out more about how to actually use this in an app. But you would think, how do I do that in an app? It must be really broken down to some basic principles. Can you walk us through a little bit of that process? So that we can sort of understand what exactly is this body logos method? Well, the body logos method is a mind body approach to strength training. You might call it an active meditation. It looks like strength training, but it sounds like meditation. So on the outside, it might look quite the same as a traditional strength training workout, but the inside is very different because of two basic reasons. One is I look at my relationship, my bones relationship with gravity as golden. Our muscles work for our bones. It is not the other way around. So that alignment with gravity is first and foremost what's most important. So whether you're sitting at the computer or picking up dumbbells in the gym, my definition of strength is to be able to come up against resistance, create the change you want to make without sacrificing yourself. And when I say sacrificing, I mean your bones. The minute you sacrifice your bones, you're no longer plugged in really to what you're doing. Your body isn't. Your mind may still be, but your body is not. So all of the intelligence that comes from the body gets lost. Your mind's IQ is still there, but your body's intelligence is somewhere else. The second thing is our muscles don't have that same stretch between earth and sky. Our muscles are much more contained in our energy body. And there's an opposition between what's contracting and what's expanding. So it's more circular. It stays very close energetically. And your muscles are soft tissue. So any trauma or disappointment that you've been through in your life gets caught up in your muscles, sinews, and organs as tension. And any time that there's something in your life that's unresolved, which we all have something, it shows no. (laughs) We all have something and it shows up as tension. So the way that we work with this is twofold. We have to surrender the tension by working with the alignment of the bones and begin to recognize what the belief is that we took on that keeps that tension pattern running. And so we carry different kinds of tension in different parts of the body due to how that muscle group serves us in life to survive and thrive. So depend where your tension lives has meaning. So it's a real self-analysis system as well as a workout and a meditation. It sounds amazing. And how much, I mean, a lot of people don't really have good body awareness. And that's something that it's hard to teach remotely when you can't just sort of say, well, 
you know, it's like when your hands are that old, uh, you know, here's the church, here's the steeple when you have your hands all entwined and you say, oh, you know, somebody pokes at your finger and say, you know, can you lift that finger? And most people can't because no. oh, which, which finger is that you're talking about? Just that simple body awareness of what, you know, what moves what and how do we how do we make that connection? Are there tools that we can use to to build that awareness beyond just, you know, like a Shavasana, which I think is one of the hardest yoga poses in the world is to completely relax your body without falling asleep. <laughs> you know, turn your mind off and not actually fall asleep. It's tricky. But <laughs> are there some tricks that you, when you're working with clients to just build that awareness? Yeah. I'm going to mention two things. One is breath. Using your breath to help surrender tension. Using your breath to help focus your attention. Using your breath to ground and to elevate between earth and sky. I mean, the breath directs you. So first and foremost, breathing is really important. Second thing is your center of gravity, your primary center of gravity, which I would look at as the sun of your personal universe is your lower abdominals. And very often what we typically do, most people do this at least 50% of the time, but most people far more than that, is they lean into their low back. It's really their low back holding them up. And if you just make that subtle adjustment of leaning your spine and your upper body bones into your lower abdomen, it's not a huge shift. It's just a lean it's like when you lean in to hear somebody, when you lean into your abdomen, you're leaning in to hear you, right? Mm -hmm. So that connection to your own center of gravity is, I think, one of the most important things around posture. And I think that every time you choose your posture, you're choosing you. And a big part of what I call the art of strength is Staying in the discipline of delight, staying in your own feeling senses so that you can enjoy whatever it is you're doing. You can find the nuggets of joy. You may not like every task the same, but you can always find something that you can pull from it that makes you feel whole, makes you feel whole. Yeah. I love that. And I think, you know, it's funny because, you know, for a lot of us, we spend way too much time sitting with poor posture and we are all becoming much more aware of what that posture looks like because we're spending more time on Zoom in front of cameras and we sort of mm -hmm. are constantly adjusting ourselves. But, and in, in some ways that's good because it does, it, it does force us to be reactive to it instead of just literally falling into it. But I love that notion of really finding that joy that lifts you. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the tools that we can do physiologically to make that connection? Because I think that is something that particularly now that we all spend way too much time mm -hmm. sitting in front of laptops or hunched over looking at screens that are, you know, either in our, you know, that are handheld, our posture is really what suffers the most. Yeah. So Joy is one thing, but some people aren't even aware of how to pull that out. To get it back to even more basic, what are some of the physiological things that we can help, yeah. uh, I think can that help stack the, us better? 
Yeah, the um, the posture element of bringing joy out is really important because if you think about, I mean, just look at that collapsed computer crunch posture. Your heart is the thing that's left behind in what I call the back cave. It's in the dark. It's not coming forward at all. Your head is forward and even your abdomen is forward, but your your heart is back. Mm. So your heart's the one not showing up. You keep your heart as far forward as your as your head and your pelvis, you enter into the room like that, that's when people notice you're whole, you're complete, you're, you're walking in integrated. And if, we're, if our work at the computer is just our gut, which is about movement and getting forward in life or our job, right? And our head, which is our IQ, but we're missing out on all of the body's more sensual qualities that are empathy, sympathy, compassion, all of these feeling senses. You want that to be part of your interaction with people at the workplace, as well as, you know, when you're out on a date, when you're sitting up all perky. (laughs) You want to bring that heart with you everywhere you go. But I could I could um, lead you through a three breath reset that would help people just start out good and be able to get themselves back in alignment when they find themselves collapsed. And it's a really quick little exercise. I love it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Great. So what you're going to want to do is sit with your feet close enough to the chair that your weight's on the ball of your feet, but your heels are grazing the floor. So your weight's forward. You're going to sit really tall. Don't use the back of your seat. And you're going to place your hands on your low abdomen, your center of gravity. So specifically, your center of gravity is three of your fingers below your belly button. That's where your sun lives. Now you're going to breathe into your hands. Nice big inhale. Make a big Buddha belly expansion. And as you exhale, I want you to direct that breath straight down through your pelvic floor, through your sits bones, and through the balls of your feet and feel the earth literally holding you up. Yes, you feel yourself surrender into her, but you also feel her lifting you up. She is alive. She has energy and she's holding you. And then take another breath into your hands. And on this breath, you're gonna let it elevate up through your heart center and up through your crown as if connecting up into the heavens. And I don't want you to effort that. It's more like a yawn for your skeletal system. It's just allowed to float. Now with your third breath, when you exhale, you're gonna feel both grounded and elevated at once. Feel connected to the earth and the sky together. Feel like you are what integrate earth and sky. You are what helps hold it together. Your life force is an integral part of the whole. And that life force extends beyond your physical body, beyond your energy body. So much so that you can witness yourself. That's great. Yes, when you open your eyes and you're that witness, so you're both inside your energy body and outside at the same time. So then you approach your work from there and you're constantly in this dialogue with source. 
right? You're always plugged in to something bigger than you. Letting that knowledge inform whatever it is you're doing. I love that. I, I really, I mean, I, I really felt that sort of that extension. And I mean, that's posture is something that I struggle with. And I was always, as I mentioned to you in the green room, it was something that I was always very curious about and integrated into my dissertation work, because there's great technologies that help you build that awareness. But something that just, you know, tells you, no, you're doing it wrong versus something that helps you, you know, sort of a process to, to actually extend. I think that that's a very powerful tool. So, so now, you know, so you've actually created an app Mm -hmm. and, and, um, you know, so, so this is, it's obviously not your typical, like, okay, let's go do a workout app. You're going to have your yoga sessions. What first motivated you to actually create an app versus something else as a way to reach your larger audience or to, to reach your, your people? Yeah. Well, I have been wanting to create a teacher training program for the Body Logos Method for some time now, since I wrote the book. Mm-hmm. And um, I have trained two teachers so far. But I, um, when we hit the COVID situation, and I went from doing one-on-one training and group classes with people to doing everything one-on-one virtual. And I would say two-thirds of my clientele came with me but I lost a third. So I lost some income. So I realized, you know, at first I just thought, well, let me just offer the world some stuff to do while we're stuck in our homes. So every day I would do, I would call them one minute body moves. They were as much as three minutes, but I called them one minute body moves. (laughs) And every day for eight weeks, I posted for free. And then I saw this guy um, who was advertising on, on Instagram He was going to help people like fitness people make an app. And I went, oh, what do you know? And I had just prior to COVID been trying to find a new place to present Body Logos because I had been in the gyms. And, you know, I I feel like the gyms have become almost a caricature of themselves. They're fast and furious and loud and a little obnoxious and I didn't really want to teach in that environment anymore, but I didn't fit in a yoga studio. I didn't fit in a, in a meditation studio. I just didn't fit anywhere. And so when I, when this app thing, like when I saw that, I just went, Oh, that's what I should do so that I can organize this online training thing. And because at that point we were now what, two months in, to the pandemic. So it was clear we were going to be here a while, like it was becoming very apparent. And so I thought, what better use of my time right now than to do this? So I created a first level training and I call it the Relaxed Strength Challenge. And it's a five week deep dive. We use the app as a practice app. Now the app, you can continue to use these videos. There's like 55 videos in the program. And you can continue to use them month after month. It can be a monthly program as well. But I love bringing people in through the Relaxed Strength Challenge because in those coaching calls, when we're all together and really hammering out the differences between what I do in traditional fitness, that's the heart and soul of the program. 
And without it, it's really easy to approach your exercise in the same way you're used to doing it and not make the changes that I'm suggesting. Even though there's reading material there, it's not like having somebody live and uh, being able to really ask questions too. And there's an online community as well, so they can post videos of themselves doing the work so I can really see what's going on. So it's really a beautiful exchange. People have been loving it. I've gone through the program now three times and uh, I'm just about to start another one. So, you know, I plan on doing this first level program about five times a year. So it'll be this ongoing opportunity for people to get involved in. And uh, I'm just thrilled. I'm, you know, COVID has, I'm not glad it happened, but it certainly did point me in a direction that was really I think, going to be ultimately quite beneficial for me. Yeah, I mean, I've been a live teacher for a long time. You said earlier how hard it must be to um, train somebody virtually when you can't put your hands on them and you can't. And I thought this in the beginning, too. I wasn't sure it was going to work. And I think I have, I've been doing this a very long time. I come from a professional dancer background. I've always taught fitness in between dance jobs. I've always been involved in fitness. I'm nearly 60 years old now. So I've been doing this a while. And I I have found, because not everybody's really good about where they are in space in relation to a camera. So when they're like setting themselves up and I can only see a fraction of their body because they just don't know how to place themselves in front of it. It is amazing what I can tell is going on over there in your left shoulder by just seeing what's going on in that opposite right hip. You know, it's just like they're so I'm so used to viewing the body. I'm very happy with how it's going with the virtual. I'm so excited for you. I think it's a really valuable process and and approach to to a, a really it's a problem that we're all going to be suffering much more from if we don't do the work. Yeah. And and I think that particularly after this year where we've really, you know, the future of workplace has changed, the future of school yeah. place has changed. The fact that we have the option to do remote work, that's wonderful. And that does, you know, where I'm located, I, I can do my work, get it done, and then go off and go skiing. And that's all great. And it gives mm-hmm. me the opportunity to get out and and be outside and, you know, do things asynchronous. So I you know, in the mm-hmm. hours that I don't want to be outside, that's when I do my other work. And yet, I think it's, you know, the amount of time and the impact on our bodies that uh, of working in front of a screen is, yeah. is increasing. And so yeah, we need to be I that think, much more aware. Yes. And I think another thing that's changing, and I'm trying to make a change in this in regard to how we work out, not just how we work, but how we work out. Do we have to do our whole workout in one big slump? Like, does it have to be in, in, in 60 minutes that are all like consecutive or can we do 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes and get up from the computer. So my app is set up in small bites so Mm. you can do it throughout the day. And what that does is you're exercising the muscle of choosing yourself over and over again, which is a muscle that needs to be exercised and strengthened. We have become servants to our jobs 
Mm-hmm. And our mind, we're very ambitious. And the more ambitious, the more challenging this is because you earnestly want to succeed. And you just think you got to put your head down and swim to the wall instead of bring your heart forward and bring you with you. <laughs> you know, it's like you you forget how important it is to bring yourself with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that it's so beautifully stated and and really... It's so true. And I love the the whole approach of, you know, heart forward. You know, I'm, I'm looking at my own posture as we're speaking and feeling very guilty that I'm not applying the principles. <laughs> but well, that's okay. You haven't learned them all yet. <laughs> I haven't learned them all yet. I need to do, do more body logos work. And then I also just came back from doing a two-hour workout. So my body's been a little tired. But, it, you know, it's, it's fascinating to see all of the different approaches. And obviously, like you're saying, it's not just about the time that you sit in front of a computer, but it's also on how we approach the way that we move through our day, through our mm-hmm. workouts, through our life, whether it's, you know, of taking 15 minutes here to, ju- uh, you know, to just think about sort of extending from mm-hmm. our, out through our heads and, and feeling the earth on our feet. And I think that that's such an important thing for us to really just acknowledge the power of that and, and how it can really heal a lot of things going on in our systems. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing. You're welcome. I want to make sure folks can find you and find your work. What's the best way for them to to find your work and and to reach out to you if they're interested in learning more? Yeah, I think the best thing is for people to come to bodylogos.com. That's B-O-D-Y-L-O-G-O-S. And bodylogos means the body's divine wisdom. So it's a, it's such a beaut. I love it. I love, I love what I've named my, my program. <laughs> it was actually in your voice. It's like, yeah, it was my dissertation to become a down minister. We had to write what they call a statement of purpose. And it was how we intended to bring down into the world at large. And Tao principles are throughout this entire techniques. So in fact, when I found Tao, I went, oh my God, that's how I dance. That's what I've been doing at the ballet bar that was different from what my teacher was asking me to do. Mm-hmm. The theory of yin and yang, the five element theory, the, the, the we're a microcosm of the macrocosm of the world. I went, oh my God, I found, I found people that think the same as me, that move the same as me. I was so thrilled. But if people come to bodylogos.com, the first thing they're going to see is a free gift. And it's how to surrender tension in eight minutes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So that would be like if people want to like take a step in and just see what it's like. It's a really simple way to just sort of dial down and feel the weight of your bones. Because your bones teach you to relax. Your muscles teach you to do stuff. Your bones teach you to relax. What a great way to sort of perceive our bodies going forward. So thank you for sharing that. And I assume folks can download your app probably from your website as well, or do they? Not from the website. They can go to the app store. They can go to Google Play. It's just now starting um, to be up for sale. So it was such a complicated talk about tech. (laughs) So yeah, I think, I think everything's running smoothly there now. (laughs) <laughs> Yay. Well, we'll we'll Yay. keep an eye out for it. And thank you so much. And for our digital selfers out there, don't forget, you can always go to, to our website or to anywhere that you're actually the, uh, where the podcast is hosted to get any of the links that we're talking about. 
And we'll also be listing in her in our all new uh, hacks and resources pages that's linked to our sister podcast, Global Nomad Hacks. So you'll be able to find great resources there for everything from body logos to all the cool things that we've talked about and learned about on our shows. So uh, don't forget to check that out. That's launching soon. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. And we're happy to finally be able to really share a lot of the stuff that uh, all of our great guests have been able to share with us. Now we can share them with you too. So it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today, Tammy. Thank you for taking the time. And I appreciate your patience with our technology hiccups as we got <laughs> here. Such a joy. And we look forward to staying in touch. Thank you, Digital Selfers, for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the great upcoming episodes. And if you really enjoyed today's show, we always appreciate a rating and review. And let us know if you did so we can send you a little love back. Thanks all. And we look forward to next time. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Evolving Digital Self. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app now so that you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, please give us a rating and a review and join the digital self-mastery movement to create more conscious use of technology by sharing it and telling your friends. Want to see where you fit on the digital self spectrum and how it might be impacting your business and relationships? Get your free copy of Digital Self Mastery today by clicking on the link in the show notes.